Hello, and welcome to A Day's Journey podcast, where we speak our grief and where we're on our journeys to healing out loud, having those difficult conversations about that taboo topic that everyone shies away from. I am Miyoshi Walker, your host, a grief advocate and a faith walker on assignment to share Jesus, helping individuals as well as myself of overcoming their fear of grieving, speaking their grief, learning how to heal out loud, as well as having faith faith and trust in God on their journey. A Day's Journey podcast will focus on God, grief, and growth. We will speak healing, wellness, and become whole and having faith in God while navigating through grief while we're healing out loud. I answered the call and began sharing my grief stories and experiences of how God helped me begin my healing process. I am super excited about A Day's Journey podcast where we will focus on healing out loud. Hello and welcome to A Day's Journey podcast where I am on a series, The Power of Storytelling, where stories are powerful and the way you tell yours matter. And so we're on episode 18. I have Janine Tillman that is coming on to tell and share her story um, with the title of Superman Doesn't Live Forever. But we all know that storytelling can be impactful. It can be encouraging. It can be enlightening. And so with sharing your story with others, the way that you need to share your story on whatever part of your journey you decide to share your story, you know, it it can be very meaningful and impactful in a way that it encourages others uh, along on their journey. And so sometimes with the power of storytelling, it's healing and You know, sometimes we have a narrative that we hold deep inside of us, but it can be a story from whether it's something we are experiencing or from our past and or have caused certain feelings to, you know, come up and happen. But however, with knowing, with sharing your story, when you're able to share your story, it can be very impactful to others. And so with that, I decided to share and have a series of the power of storytelling, allow individuals just to share the story and the impact that it had on their lives and allowing, you know, how God allowed them to come through it and how they are processing it currently. So I hope that you enjoy the episode of Superman Doesn't Live Forever with Janine Tillman. Enjoy. Hello and welcome, Janine Tillman. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm fine. Um, welcome to a day's journey podcast, and I am excited to have you on on tonight or today. I'm sorry, and um, I am excited about you sharing your story and what you will have, what you will bring. So, I would like to introduce you, but then you could tell us more about yourself once. You know, we, um, after I introduce you and we'll go from there. Okay. So let me tell you guys about, I call her Jay and, uh, but I met her by way of my Facebook women's group, Womanopoly. Um, it's a women's network, a group of women that's just from all walks of life, whether it's business, nonprofit, uh, entrepreneurs, authors, ministers, and homemakers, et cetera. But Jay and I connected by way of God. Um, I was just being obedient and reached out to her. And ever since then, um, it's just been a connection. So I know her as a great, powerful woman of God. She's a leader. Um, She works in the mental health field and she have a passion to heal and speak life into others. Um, She have a contribution to her local community that further confirms her commitment to people and individuals in their development. And she have several positions within the nonprofit and other sectors, which is such as the Red Sea Project and Jesus Chick 365. She is committed to Jesus, her family, and making a difference in other people's lives. And so welcome. And how are you? Once again. Great. I'm excited to have this conversation. 
appreciate you for using your platform for such a time as this as always absolutely absolutely um so as i stated again i'm excited to hear um what you will have to share with us and as you all know that i am doing the power of storytelling series and her topic is superman doesn't live forever and so with that won't you tell us a little bit about yourself so um you said a lot of it i am a ceo of a nonprofit called red sea project my passion for that is because i am a uh, two-time suicide attempt survivor and so um my uh what god has called me to do is to um help people to live and and that's really just that simple help people Mm -hmm. to live because i know the feeling of getting to the point where you don't want to live anymore Mm -hmm. where you don't have that joy or that contentment you don't have that identification of what am I even here on the earth for? Mm-hmm. And so um, by way of that, I also um, help men and are going through or have gone through domestic violence oh, um, wow. because that can lead to suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that can lead to um, self-harm, which self-harm is very different from suicide. That's people that are really just I've seen people cut themselves burn themselves pull their hair out just because they cannot feel anything they that Mm -hmm. is the only way they're able to feel and so um God has called me to do is to help people to learn how to live because the word says that God wants us to live an abundant life Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we miss that I I think we miss that we get into the hustle and bustle of life of just paying bills you know going on vacation here and there Mm -hmm. but are we really Mm -hmm. living abundantly yes you know yes and it's it's a it's um funny that you say that because for some reason that word abundant have been in my spirit the last couple of weeks of abundant living abundant life and that we have been called so what does that look like to you in terms of you know, sharing those um, those processes to people to live abundant, living abundantly. The first thing is, which that is like a excellent question, whole sermon series, good topic. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> to living abundantly. Um, the first, I don't know what I'm made to do. I'm just mm-hmm. going to be out here being anything. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. how can I live abundantly and I don't even know what I'm made for. So the first mm-hmm. thing is like finding your purpose. And when mm-hmm. we find our purpose, sometimes we hit the ground, which is a good thing. We hit the ground running and we want to go full speed and we're saying yes to it. But God mm-hmm. also wants us to operate in moderation. Yes. And what does that look like? Just because I'm saved, just because I love Jesus does not mean that I can't I have to do ministry from sunup to sundown and I don't attend to my first ministry, which is myself and my family. And so when we have abundant life, it's like we've got to incorporate everything, Mm -hmm. everything, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, all your financial health, all of these things, because that is all a part of life. Right. And so life just can't be only ministry. Life can't only just be marriage. Life can't only be just children. Life can't always be just about your self-care. It has to incorporate everything. Right. And that's how we can live abundantly because we have balance. Abundance is about balance. Mm, I like that. That's good. Too much of anything is too much. Right. Right. Yes. You know? It's nothing like calling somebody that's saved and you try to have a conversation with them about maybe eggs and they've made something else. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That is the truth. Yes, absolutely. You know, I just want to know how you make your eggs. Right. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I've been there, done that. So let me ask you this. So um, let's backtrack a little bit and tell us a little bit about, you know, your story of, you know, what you would like to share in terms of, you know, um, in terms of, you know, parts of your journey that got you here. 
Well, I, I'm going to share what recently happened to me. What recently happened mm-hmm. to me was the loss of my father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hence the title, Superman Doesn't Live Forever. Right. Um, growing up, like my dad, he was a big guy, six, six and a half, real muscular, wow. very strong, um, strong in so many other ways, strong voice, big, deep voice, strong hands. I just grew up thinking that he could, he could do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, even so much so, I believe that he never got sick. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds irrational because he's human. Um, we're human. Right. And everybody gets sick. Right. You know, whether it's a little mm-hmm. cold or it's cancer, we, we all, you have, have experienced sickness. And so um, there was a time in my life where I can remember I was in college <clears throat> and I could not, I, that's when the Holy Spirit really started dealing with me. I got saved at probably about seven or eight by myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was at church with my family and I walked down the aisle by myself because that's mm-hmm. what the Holy Spirit told me to do. And when they asked me wow. why I walked down there, I told them because I love the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he was protecting Come me at an now. early age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was protecting me at an early age. And so, you know, throughout life, you become a teenager. You want to do teenager things. You become a young adult. And so in college, that's when God really started grabbing me and ministering to me because I ended up going to a Christian college. Mm-hmm that I thought I was going to party, but baby, they was down there feet washing and having revival. <laughs> and I was mad. Well, come on, Christian school. <laughs> Listen, I was yes. mad. My sister tried right. to tell me, I was like, I'm going to go down here and be a Delta. She was like, no, ma'am, you're not going to do none of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am. I mean, it's just yeah. the name. Oh, no, ma'am. Yeah. Right. I, no, ma'am. I pulled up on the campus and they was, praise the Lord. I was like, what? Oh, Wow. <laughs> What? got you all the way together yes got me all yes. the way together and I was like so y'all really over here like having you're inviting me to bible study right <laughs> instead of a no party man home. where's yeah. the club I was like I'm right the club. what are y'all doing over here right so, I remember we had to go to chapel and I remember going to a particular chapel where this guy gave his testimony he talked about how um, premature at birth and he had all these struggles and he decided to become a, a minister and his family mm-hmm. didn't support him and that just confused me because I was like who would want their child to be a minister right. like, who, who would work against that mm-hmm. and so he talked about how God kept him from you know saved him from all these things from birth to that time mm-hmm. and I remember crying out to the Lord and saying, God, I, I've woke up every day for like 18, 19 years and I've never acknowledged you. Mm. I never said yeah. like you saved me. I never said that you kept me. Like, and I, like, I was like, God, how can I get closer to you? Because it was like, he opened my eyes and said, it was me that did it. It wasn't you. Right. So in that, you know, I started getting closer to God and God brought like, very um uh young young people in my life that were on fire for the lord and knew the lord Mm -hmm. and had been in church and you know we're just seasoned people and so um that's when god started dealing with me about my dad right um and what i'm gonna say it may ruffle somebody's feathers somewhere but i hope it not only ruffles your feathers but it wakes you up yeah well come on let's go Yes. This is the thing. So I loved my dad so much mm-hmm. that I idolized him. Wow. Yes. Super ever. Yes. And so I idolized him and God checked me on that. He said, you have to love him. You got to love me more than you love your own mother and father. Mm. And I remember yes. being in college and crying. When I'm talking about crying, I'm talking about bawling. I was like, I can't <laughs> love you. More than right. my yes. Oh no, my goodness. I can't do it. I was like, Mm-mm. like, what do you mean? What does that look like? Because I could yeah. not fathom it. Because mind you, I put my father in the position of God. Because remember, he don't get sick. Mm-hmm. He can do everything. Right. Exactly. He's he is he's he's not human. He's superhuman. Right. Yes. yes. And so God started dealing with me about that, and he was like, no. 
you, I'm those things. I'm those things. I'm omnipresent. I'm the one that doesn't make a mistake. I'm the one that's perfect. And I was like, he was like, I, you can't put him before me. And that was mm-hmm. a struggle for me, but I ended, I had to do it. Yeah. So, um, like I said, recently, January 14th, I lost my father. But before I lost my father, God had me doing some preparation because one of my biggest fears was losing my father. Mm, But several months before he passed, God had me studying scriptures about fear. Mm. So much so that he had me open a clubhouse room and I was teaching other people about fear. Wow. But I always think it's something how he prepares us in some type of way, but we don't know we're being prepared for you don't that know. thing. Yes. Or yes. you attribute it to something else. I'm thinking I'm helping other yes. people. Right. That's like, yes, okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was my struggle all my life. Fear has been my struggle the majority of my life. Wow. I was scared of being myself. I was scared of people seeing my gifts and talents because I was persecuted Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I lived a life where I was always watering down, hiding or becoming invisible. Yes. yes. Well, and so walking so on my street. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So much so that people that thought they knew me never knew me at all. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, where did that person come from? Hiding. Right. <laughs> she been here so a long what was- time. So what was the hardest part about the transition of, you know, uh, loving him, um, loving God, you know, more than your dad? What was the hardest part of that transition to get to that point? The hardest part probably was trusting God Mm. because I had put all my trust in my daddy. Wow. So he was like, well, you're going to have to trust me. And I'm like, but, you know, I already got somebody. You know, I already, I already got right. somebody, Lord. I mean, didn't you give them to me? You already got somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what did that process look like to for you to get there? Did you pray? Did you um, just seek Him, or you know, what did that process look like for you to get process, to that point? To, the process to looked like telling my father the truth. Mm. Let me explain that. My yes. father was um, he was born out of rape. Mm. His mother was 13 years old. His daddy was like in his 50s. Wow. Um, I watched the majority of my father, his life. I watched him um, battle with the spirit of rejection. Mm-hmm. And mm. there were times where God, because I trusted God, there were times that I was, God put me in the position to minister to my father. Yes. But see, if you can't minister to somebody that you idolize. Right. Because they're never wrong. They, they don't need anything from you because they're perfect. And so there was a time where God had called me to um, walk my father through salvation. Hmm. There was a time when I had to minister to, to some things that God showed me in dreams and visions. But you can't do that when you have someone set up as an idol. Yeah. And oh. so it was the process was God was saying, okay, I'm going to have, you're going to have to put me in my right place Mm -hmm. and put your father in his right place. So you can be in the right place to minister to your own father. So what happened next to let you know that God heard you to, to be able to operate and move in it? Um, when my father was a very headstrong, he mm-hmm. didn't really listen to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When I would go to him and I would tell him certain things that the Lord would tell me or um, things like words of wisdom, he would listen. Mm. His, 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 uh, what would I say? His demeanor was softened. Um, he would sometimes say, I don't know who told you that. I mean, you said it was the Lord, but I don't know who told <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah I, I saw the change in how God was softening his heart mm-hmm. through me not being I had to get to a place where I didn't fear 
let me get the right words. I didn't fear upsetting him Mm -hmm. versus doing what God said. That, that goes back to, you've got to love me more than you love him. Yes. Because sometimes we think that we're loving people when we don't tell them the truth because we're trying to salvage a relationship and say, well, I don't Mm want to say this because I'm going to make them mad, but that's what the Lord sent you to say. Yes. True love is the truth. Yes. And the truth doesn't always feel good. And sometimes people, they're not going to call you back. Me and my dad had some situations like that. I had to tell him something. He didn't call me back. Right. Not at that moment, but he ended up calling later. Yes. A lot of times he called back and said, well, you, you know what? You were right. I just didn't want to hear it. So that's what that process looked like. And it was, uh, and I'm going to be totally honest. It was ugly. It was uncomfortable. It did not feel good. Wow. So I can't imagine how many times that you were afraid of the multiple times during your life or during that process or those processes. So what kept you moving when you were um, the moments when you was paralyzed or fear when you you know, you still wanted to please your dad, but you knew that you had to cross over to begin living and uh, trusting God more than your dad. Um, because it, it was, God was opening my eyes to like more of the spiritual ramifications mm-hmm. of not doing what I called you to do. Um, before when my dad was still living I ended up um, trying to dig into my family history and when I went through the family history with one of my cousins I could see spiritual doors open in generations from generation to generation and these people didn't even know each other same spiritual Mm -hmm. doors wow and so the thing that the the Lord was dealing with me about, he said, I need you to close these doors. And so when God tells you, I want you to close a door, like when we read the Bible mm-hmm. and we see that, you know, um, it was this family and such and such was an idol worshiper. And then they go through the lineage, you know, that part of the Bible yeah. you don't really like yeah. to read where they go through right. the lineage. And then yeah. they finally get to that part and say, but then they ro- David rose up and worshiped God. Mm-hmm. that's you that's me mm-hmm. yes. that that's what he's showing he's like these are all the spiritual doors and you saw how long they went they went decades and so that was the process of he was like okay this is the ramification of trying to appease people when i told you to do something it's not just about you getting along with people it's about you opening leaving a door open that doesn't just affect you, it affects generations to come. Yes. Yes. Say it. Say that. I totally agree with that. So that was pretty much what um, caused me to be more open to Mm -hmm. what God was telling me to do. And by this time, I have my own family. I'm trying to start some new things with my own family. Yeah. Um, So what did that look like, that transition of, um, you you know, you, you balance that out with your dad and God, but then you're incorporating your family into it now because, and you're saying that you're wanting to break those things. So how did that, how did that work? Um, when you say like breaking, um, you know, generational bad decisions and what yes. people mm-hmm. term generational curses. Yes. Um, the first thing I had, I had conversations about the secrets with my father, mm-hmm. with okay. my mother. Um, the devil will capitalize on your secrets. Yes, he will. Everything that you keep secret that is opening a spiritual door mm-hmm. he has you we've given him legal right yes so when we start talking about it and we bring i would talk about it and i would tell my father uh, certain things that you did or certain things that you said it affected me in this way 
um, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I would talk to him about certain things that happened in his life and say, well, you know, this was not just um, the way that person was. This was abuse or this was not putting a name to the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, not just holding on to, well, that's just the way that person is or that's just the way it is. Actually mm-hmm. putting a name to what's going on. Right. Like we're just now to the point where say, well, he was born out of rape. Right. Because we went through our lineage and someone else was born out of rape. Yeah. So it's, we've, we've got to, it's, it starts with calling a thing, a thing we can't, that's why the Bible says for us to confess, you can't confess if you don't put a name on it. Yes. And so when we, um, when I started confessing and when I started sharing and having those hard conversations, that's when you can address it in your own home. Mm. And I've said this before, if you go to a church and you see that type of situation that's running rampant through the, it's because it's been mm-hmm. unaddressed by the pastor. Mm. You can't preach what you don't talk, what you can, what you don't mm. correct. Oh. And that's not like, I've seen that. Yes, you cannot absolutely. preach and teach what you will not correct. You will, yeah. you will dance around that thing. You will preach everything but that. You will teach everything but that. And it's the same thing with our families and our lives. The very thing we dance around is what is going to plague your family oh. and your life. Oh my but goodness. when we begin to address it, the mm-hmm. enemy has no more power. He has no more legal right. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and that goes for, you know, just simple examples of if you know that you have a family pedophile, mm-hmm. but you tell your daughter, put on some clothes. Well, yes. instead of saying that's a pedophile and, and putting this person, you know, setting some healthy boundaries yes. and binding that up and rectifying mm-hmm. that we're teaching how to live with dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And live with an open spiritual door. So now I'm going to tell my daughter. Right. I'm going to tell my son. And then if something happens, I'm going to say, well, what did you have on? Mm-hmm. Instead so, of addressing it fully and really, you know, um, addressing and talking about it and saying this is why you should or shouldn't do something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Instead of like kind of, you know, just, uh, what do you call it? Um, pacifying it. Like, I know that you have this problem, so I'm just going to, you just cover up so you won't provoke the demon. Right. But that's not the real issue. Man. And I, and, and I said, man, because I just really wish, because prominent in today's society and families mm-hmm. because you know uh, my husband and I and other individuals we we talk about that often how it's just you know a no-no a taboo or you know it's it's, it's hush hush to talk about those things within your family or it's you know stated as you know that's the past why I bring it up but actually it's just rooted issues that continue to go on you mm-hmm. know like you're saying from generation to generation and so therefore it's like um, you know, a, a spirit that's, you know, continuously just growing to each generation and is never addressed or denounced of, mm-hmm. you know, removing itself. So therefore mm-hmm. it's still prominent in that family and yes. then you still have that within that family dynamic that it continues to go on instead mm-hmm. of really addressing it. So yes, that was ma'am. good. That yes, was good. Ma'am. And and look at it like this, like you have a woman that is married to a man that has a baby they have let's say they have this open spiritual door of Mm -hmm. lying and manipulating she has a baby she teaches the baby to lie and manipulate that's Mm -hmm. we're we're talking about not just people but terror Mm because now you have another i know i not only have the husband and wife's generation but now i have this child's generation right yeah that child has children i have children right and it keeps going. And so it's just territory. Right. It becomes territory because we move into different places. We are affecting where we got jobs. We have church homes. We're affecting all these people. Right. Yes. Territory. 
that's why the enemy is like, no, keep it a secret because I need more territory. I need more mm-hmm. people to take my message far and wide because see that mm-hmm. will, um, he is always going to imitate what God does. God right. says, take my message and go all over the world. And so does the enemy. Yep. And that's Absolutely. by way of keeping spiritual doors open. So yeah, you know, I can talk about that also. Oh yes. But it's so good. It's a lot of people don't want to address it or recognize it. And then, you know, um, as individuals wonder, you know, about the struggle or wonder about, you know, various things that continuously to occur or feel a certain way. And so I I I I love to talk about it. So I, I'm just as excited as you are about that. So with that being said, so with your title, Superman Doesn't Live Forever, what was the biggest challenge you had um, to this point of, like you saying, um, your, your, the recent story of, you know, the passing of your father and you, you realize, okay, Superman doesn't live forever. So what is the biggest challenge that you have now that Superman is not no longer here amongst the living for you the biggest challenge the biggest challenge was he was um see me Mm -hmm. like he could he would call me out of the blue and say what's going on I feel I'm feeling some kind of way what's what's happening and he'd be right um I could he could say things to me that he had the gift of wisdom he would say things to me in the same token as what I said um, earlier that other people couldn't say to me mm-hmm. you know um, yes, he knew yes. me he knew me um, things as simple as the way he hugged me and I how can I explain it the way he hugged me it was like he was talking to me yes Mm-hmm. You know how somebody can hug you yes, and yes. you know that they're, it's a different type of hug. Like you can hug me to say, oh, hey, how you doing? Or you can mm-hmm. hug me to say, I know something is hurting you and I'm I'm here. Yes. That Absolutely. type of unspoken, um, like you're talking to me, but we're not using words. Mm-hmm. And so when he first passed, I, I said, nobody will ever hug me like that again. Because mm. that, mm. that was him. Right, you know, but that was just our relationship. He was sitting life, you know. And sometimes, mm-hmm. girl, he talks so long that I, my eyes be dry. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, yeah. he talks so long, and he said, "I know you're tired of me talking, but one day yeah. you're gonna remember all this, and that's true." Yeah. Um. Those. Yeah. Hard. Um. Mm-hmm. Because there's no. And hear me when I when I say this because God is good all the time. Yes, yes, he but is. But nobody's going to replace him. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. There's no replacement for him mm-hmm. in in that in those areas. Yes. And I still have peace. Right. Amen. So yeah, and and I still I have to say that again, and I still have peace because I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. When you have a parent, you're not going to get, once your parent leaves, you're not getting another parent. Mm-hmm. Not that parent. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, he was a, I was given to him, you know, children are a gift. I was given to him. And so mm-hmm. that, 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 those things I think about from time to time are just hearing little things that he said, I can be somewhere and, you know, no, um, things that he told me would pop up in my mind about, oh, this is what I need to do because daddy said. Mm-hmm. And so those moments of him giving me new information, that's gone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So with that, what are, you know, can you share like two to three lessons and you experiencing this and knowing that your Superman will not live forever and 
what are three lessons that you gain from this that you that that you use that can keep you moving forward without your Superman here? Um, the first lesson is that um, there is a difference between grieving and being tormented. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it is grief is when you are missing the physical presence of that person you miss their mm-hmm. smell their scent the memory of them and you just miss you being able to access them here on this earth mm-hmm. in whatever way you access them right. um, a spirit of torment taunts and accuses you and right. says you you didn't call enough right you didn't visit enough. You you weren't mm-hmm. a good enough mother, sister, wife, husband, brother, cousin. You mm-hmm. um you uh, you weren't enough. Yes. And so the reality of that is the spirit of torment will have you believing if you had a did X Y Z they would have lived longer and that's a that's mm-hmm. a lie from the enemy. Yes, it is. No amount of calls was going to ex- extend the lifespan. Yes. No amount of cookies. Um, phone calls, um, freeze, none of that would have changed the date. Right. We all have a date. Absolutely. So that's the first thing is, is knowing when you are grieving and knowing when you're being tormented. Mm-hmm. Now, grief does not change your quality of life. Right. It should not change your quality of life where, um, let me clarify that, where mm-hmm. you are no longer able to function in a healthy yes. way. Yes. There is a healthy way to grieve. Yes, it is. And there's a he- unhealthy way to mm-hmm. grieve, which is being tormented. Yes. And so that's the lesson that I had to learn is knowing the difference. Mm-hmm. And when you know the difference, the second lesson is, this is not grief is not to be done alone right grief is not to be done alone and during this season in my life i'm a person that i socialize but i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be honest sometimes i can socialize so much that it just makes me tired honey i have to i Mm -hmm. have to be by myself and like reach Mm -hmm. on yes the same here (laughs) yes like no no offense to anybody like Mm -hmm. i enjoy your company but honey sometimes it can be too much yeah, I'll be like, hey, I just need to take a nap, or I just need to, you know, mm-hmm. have some me time. You know, no offense, but that's just how right. I'm made. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But in this season in my life, the Holy Spirit, when my my father passed, He said, "Let these people love on you. Mm-hmm. Let them love on you. You are not alone. You, if you are alone, you are choosing to be alone. I'm already letting you know that." Right. This is what he's telling me. If you mm-hmm. are alone, you're choosing to be alone because I have some people that want to love on you. Wow. And you need to let them. You need to lay your pride down, especially for those of us that have these big personalities where we're always ministering to other people. We're mm-hmm. always leading other people. You're always yes. in the front. People are always asking you because you're the subject matter, matter expert. It's a mm-hmm. time for you to lay down and let people love on you. Mm-hmm. That's good. And there's no shame in that. There's no guilt. There's mm-hmm. no condemnation in that. And and you're not weak. Right. The right. third lesson I would say is start praying about who's for you. Mm. Yes. Because uh, lots of That's ugly important. things. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of ugly things rear their its head when you're grieving. You see some sides mm-hmm. of people that you're like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Where has this been all this time? Yes. Lots of things are revealed. I'm I'm gonna yes, be honest with you. And yes, we can yes, get into is. these modes where we think people are just against us. Right. And the spirit of offense sets up. Wow. I'm just offended. Mm-hmm. You didn't do this at the funeral. You didn't say this. You didn't call. You didn't do that. Oh. You didn't do this. You didn't support. You, yeah. I did this when you was in that situation and you didn't do anything in my situation. The spirit of offense comes in and now mm-hmm. you are not only grieving the loss of the person that you love so dearly, but now you're grieving the loss of the living. Yes. 
And so it, it this is how the enemy will trick you and mm-hmm. trick us. He yes, will have mm-hmm. us reciting and meditating. Nobody's here for me. Nobody loves me. Mm-hmm. Nobody got my back. Right. When God says that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. And so this is the time to say, okay, God, send me who is for me or show me who is for me. David did it. Right. Yes, and he was going into battle after battle. Show me who I'm supposed to have fighting with me. Yes, he wasn't ashamed. Wow. Wow. And so, so go ahead. It's just important to know fighting with you. Yes. Or who is fighting with you? Mm-hmm. Um, we do live in a culture where we just think everybody's hating, everybody wanna be mm-hmm. us. We, Get yes. like me because I'm the standard. No, yes. there's people that God has for you. Mm-hmm. How you gonna be a king? You can't be a kingdom if you're divided, right? So it's you've got yeah. to have somebody that's for you, just like you right. for other people. Yeah, absolutely, I totally wholeheartedly believe that. And you know, sometimes the enemy set us up to to like you say, um, have those different devices to make us feel like you know that we are excluded to where is you know that's not the true meaning but he want to set us there and set us apart to make us feel that way so that we cannot depend on the word of god the the pouring into and the you know the growth that will come from it so it definitely will be um traps that have been set up during those times as well yes 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 so let me ask you everyone and then we'll last question and then in the end I have some fire rapid questions I will ask you but what is the one thing that you would like to leave with the guests um, that that you uh, would like to share those I would like to leave this for those that are grieving and feel like I hear a lot of people um, after they've lost a loved one they feel like they can't go on or their life will never be the same and mm-hmm. um, the qual- their quality of life goes from being very vibrant to very bleak right i just want to encourage you that there is life beyond this there is life after this um there is an assignment for the living when dealing with the dead mm-hmm. Your assignment doesn't end because someone's assignment has ended in their life. Right. And so I just want to encourage you that this this is not it feels, feels like it sometimes. Um mm-hmm. it, it's not a club that you want to be a part of. <laughs> Nobody's signing up freely and willingly. Right. Right. But Absolutely. there's life after this. It is, it's life after this. Yes, it is. And so for me, what in that process for me, you know, it um I, I'll say after the death of my daughter, it took me probably, you know, I'm gonna say a good year and a half to even get to the point of, you know, like, you know, Miyoshi doing we you serve a, a God that can heal that brokenness. And if you quote that scripture and you know um the foundation of that and you know he God is capable of doing you have to trust him in that when it seemed like he started peeling the layers of the the pain and the brokenness away and began to heal me you know wholeheartedly and knowing that you know I will still have my you know some grief moments sometime but they're they're not as often but however I trust him in the process of going through that and um definitely you know not just um staying in that position of that grief so I'm glad that he have definitely you know um brought me this far on my grief journey in terms of you know realizing that very thing that you said so thank you for that because I think that's important because some people you know um you know I know they say you know grief doesn't have a time limit but when you have a relationship with God and I'm not saying you know I'm I'm not discounting you know anyone's Mm. grief or you know saying it in any other type of form but you know when you have that relationship with God he he desires to to heal us because as I stated you know when my daughter died I said you know God wouldn't hurt me purposely because he loved me too much to 
I know that God loved me too much to hurt me. So in that, I know that he wants to heal me. So I just, you know, hold on to that. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. And so, yes. And so um, I appreciate you sharing the your story on Superman doesn't live forever. I definitely appreciate that. I definitely, you know, gained some insight on some things and, you know, was encouraged in some type of way with your story. I'm super excited to have everyone to hear uh, what you shared with A Day's Journey podcast. So I definitely appreciate that. And so with closing out, I like to ask uh, my guests some rapid fire questions and you either ask or you answer with one word or, you know, a complete sentence or however you you feel led to answer. So the first question I would like to ask you is vulnerability is. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Is letting God into your secret places of your heart. Mm, That's good. Um, to what is it to be intentional? What is being intentional? Doing it even when it hurts. Mm. That's good. Legacy to me is. Oh, legacy to me is. Um, breaking generational curses. Mm. New doors. That's good. Because that's worth so much. So that's yep. good. That's good. And last but not least, give a snapshot of an extraordinary God moment that you will not forget. An extraordinary God moment that I will never forget is there was a time that um, the Holy Spirit had had me to pray for over my father's life. Mm-hmm because he had showed me that he was not going to be living too much longer. And he told me twice. Mm-hmm. And this was earlier on in his life. And I remember turning my face to the wall like Hezekiah and asking God mm-hmm. to give more years. And mm-hmm. so I the past and I was questioning God in those quiet moments, you know, when someone mm-hmm. passed, um, you know, we have those quiet moments. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's at nighttime. That was what it mm-hmm. was for me. And it was nighttime and when I drove to work because that's when my mind was able to go wherever it needed to go. Mm-hmm. And on the way to work, I was questioning God and saying, why did you let him die in this way? And why did you mm-hmm. And I was angry. I was sad. I was upset. And I, I told my mom this story and I explained to her that it was like I was sitting on, I was small, I was a small child sitting on my father's lap, like my heavenly father's lap. And he let me cry and pout and scream and be mad and angry. And I, it was like, he was just holding me and he let me finish. And he said, I honored your prayer. When you had wow. He said, I ended his life. Mm-hmm. When and I had totally forgot those moments where I had interceded on my father's behalf. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this because I'm so spiritually magnificent because, honey, I'm not. <laughs> um, just like anybody else. Um, but the God that I serve, when he re- gently reminded me that I heard what you said and I did what you told, what you asked me, I agree. I honored your petition, your request, mm-hmm. but it was his. That was a magnificent God moment for me because yet again, he was telling me, I hear you. I answered you and I love you. Mm-hmm. And I need wow. you to keep going because I hear wow. you. And I hear Wow. What a moment. Because, you know, I just, you know, I am just, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling, um, I don't know the feeling to put there, but I know or I can understand what you're saying in that God moment. So I'm going to just sit there. I'm not going to, you know, input my, um, my thought on that because I don't, I just want to, I don't want to take away from the moment, but I definitely appreciate you 
different that because that, that spoke volumes and it can say many things. So I definitely appreciate that. And again, thank you for, you know, um, sharing your story. Superman doesn't ever. And then all the information and tidbits that you have given us. And so last but not least, I would like for you to share where they can find your information. So if they um, to reach out in any type of way for your website and um, social media handles and things like that. Okay, so I have a nonprofit. It is Red Sea Project. You can visit us at www.redcproj.org. You can mm-hmm. also find us on Instagram at Red Sea Project Seven Three, and on Facebook at Red Sea Project. Now, I also have a ministry called Jesus Chick Ministries where I empower women. That's really my thing, women and girls and speaking life and helping to build uh, people up. And so um, on Instagram, we are Jesus Chick 365. Mm-hmm. Uh, the website is www.jesuschick365.com. And you can email me at jesuschick365 at gmail.com. Thank so you. Well, thank you for sharing. And also, I will leave it in the show notes for you all to be able to find her. And again, thank you for sharing your story. Oh, no problem. No problem. This is oh. what we Absolutely. Many blessings to you. And thank you again. And blessings to you, too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. On today, I want to offer, if you are not saved and you desire to become saved and accept Jesus Christ into your life, read the scripture, Romans 10, 9 through 10. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and you are saved. Romans 10, 9 through 10. May God have a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. And if you are looking for a church home, I pray that you pray um, to God to lead and guide you um, to a church home so that you can, you know, um, get um, the teaching, um, become baptized, um, tell someone else about your new faith in Christ, and spend time with God each word in prayer and reading his Bible and seek out other followers of of Jesus in order to um, help you on your walk of being newly saved. Many blessings to you. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Day's Journey Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, download, and leave a review on A Day's Journey Apple Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Rate the show. Be sure to share on your social media pages. Tag or mention me to let me know what you think about the show. For additional information, you can find A Day's Journey community on Facebook at A Day's Journey Podcast or by email a day's journey podcast at gmail.com. Please like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. Have a great rest of your week. Many blessings.